When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Voy a ponerme la vacuna Prevnar 20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica, la cual pudiera llevarme al hospital. Así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar 20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20enespañol.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. And we are so excited to have you hear the latest season of our nostalgia-themed podcast, How Did We Get Weird? Not only do you get to know me and my brother, you get to know the stories that made us the absolutely rad people we are today. Check out our episodes where we've welcomed hilarious guests like our friend Andy Samberg. That's it. That's really it. And Queen Casey Wilson. I really went cart before the horse. I said, I think I have an opportunity to interview Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> as a high school student. And you do not want to miss out on our funny segments like Change.Dork. <laughs> Change.Dork. And congratulations. You played yourself. Congratulations. You played yourself. Listen to our podcast, How Did We Get Weird, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Honey German. My parents are Dominican. I was born and raised in New York City. I love sneakers, and I'm a body-positive advocate. I'm Carolina Bermudez. Soy Nicaragüense, but I was born and raised in Ohio. I'm a wife, a mama, and a worker bee. This, this is, is Life in Spanglish. Spanglish. Carolina, did you see this video of John Leguizamo? No. Going all the way off 
after news broke that James Franco is going to be playing Fidel Castro. No, wait, no, I missed this. So wait, John Leguizamo is girl. I saw. Well, now I did see this picture, and I saw it like in passing. I think I was scrolling, and they were talking about casting news that I, they're doing a movie about Fidel and James Franco. I guess they've tapped him to play Fidel Castro in this movie. They did a side by side and I was really taken aback. I said, well, damn, he does look like him. Did you see that picture? Yeah, I saw the picture and yeah, he does look like him. We're giving, we're giving Fidel Castro a lot of credit here because the man was not as attractive as James Franco is, but this whole <laughs> thing became, because this whole thing, you know, it's like the news came out. The movie is called um, Alina of Cuba and it, it's going to focus, okay. it's going to focus on, one of Fidel's daughters, she was like a kid that she had, that he had with a woman in Cuba and she never knew that was her dad. You know, uh-huh. she, and she ended up being like a revolutionary. She's like a huge figure. It's going to focus on her. And then the person that's going to play Fidel Castro is James Franco, who is Portuguese. And John Leguizamo was like, hell no, nah, we're not doing this. He was like, he's not, he ain't Latino. And how is this still going on? And then it opened up that topic of like, why are, if we have so many Latino actors and actresses, why are we not hiring a Latino actor mm-hmm. to play Fidel Castro? Why are we going with somebody like James Franco? And that's where, you know, it, it became viral. It started trending. So many stories were written about it. And it's like, yeah, they look a lot alike, but it's not si se parece o no se parece. It's por qué no le estamos dando estos papeles a actores Latinos. Not to say give it to John Leguizamo per se, but he opened up a conversation, you know, that right. I can't believe we're still having in 2022. Well, I don't think it's exclusive to Latinos, though, because, you know, I mean, we've heard other movies where people have been cast that, you know, for example, like um, I believe there was somebody that was there's a Native American story and I think they cast somebody who was white. And, you know, I wish I had the references that I could. <laughs> so, right. Right there. I mean, if you want to talk about uh, offensive, you know, there are a number of different projects in Hollywood. That's the thing, man. You know, I feel like we've discussed this before. I spent very little time in Los Angeles. I think I remember telling you guys that when I graduated from college, I went out to LA and I was trying to do like the hosting acting thing. And when I tell you, and this is in the year 2000, so we're 22 years later. So this will tell you how very little progress there has been as far as casting Latinas, Latinos in parts that are not stereotypical per se. Okay. So I feel like this is part of a bigger problem in that younger talent or new talent isn't given a chance. You want to tell me that James Franco, who is... Right now, honestly, uh, I feel like he's had a lot of scandal in the past 10 years. Yes. This would probably be another introduction or entree into the industry. So he's really looking for this project to do well, right? And, you know, not just scandal, Carolina, but nasty scandals, you know, like sexual Mm -hmm. misconduct allegations. So it's like he's not, you know, the squeaky clean situation that maybe you would have thought about when maybe booking, you know, this, this role. But... Yeah, maybe they're trying to reintroduce him. But here's my problem, Carolina. Okay, you're going to steal our narrative, Hollywood. No problem. You're going to do a movie about, you know, someone who, you know, who's important to us, to our culture. Not, I'm not talking Fidel. I'm talking Alina. But it's like, okay, you're going to steal our narrative, but then you're also going to exclude us from the movies? Absolutely from not. From telling you know, the story. 
Yeah, like yeah. John Leguizamo said, yeah. like at the box office, Latinos are 30%, right? Why aren't the movies 30%? Why aren't the roles 30%? Like, what is it? What is happening here? This is really messed up. Like, put us in our stories, give us stories that represent us, but let us also be a part of it. And I'm 100% with, with John Leguizamo. And some people are like, oh, you're salty. Do you want the role for yourself? And he's like, hell no. I just want to bring this to your attention. And going back to what you were talking about, Carolina, did you watch um the Rita Moreno um documentary? Yes, this the documentary. Is, yes, this is forever. Like this is forever. She was talking about like white actors. You know, great. Granted, this is back in the days. They were not putting a whole bunch of Latino actors in one movie, but it's it's just crazy. You think like so far back, and now it's like it's it's still happening, and it happens in a lot of different. You know, it happens to blacks. It happens to all of us. But with Latinos. We have to speak out. And I feel like I've always said the same thing. I feel like Latinos, we need to be more vocal about what we want and what we don't like, or they're going to continue to do this to us forever. Well, you know what it is? I think it all comes down to having to put in the work, right? So it's easier to go with what you know. Ooh, he's a name. So this has happened to me so many times in this industry, and I feel totally comfortable talking about it now because I... I just don't care. <laughs> um, there have been so many things that I've been up for. Tell me. Really, really incredible jobs in this industry that I know now I can say it with confidence. I know I've been qualified for them. I know I would crush it. I know I had a bucket to fill, which is, ooh, we need a, we need a Latina. You know, like that's what, that, that's what every, you know, all of these executives are saying. <laughs> Do you know the yeah. feedback that I got from a number of these jobs, which, you know, I'm not salty about it because I definitely feel like I am in the exact place that I need to be. Um, but the and feedback that I so got, successful. oh, well, thank you. And you know, and I am grateful. I come from a place of gratitude because I do recognize that even having, you know, any of these jobs or even being up for consideration is a win, right? Being in front of these people in development or these casting directors or, you know, the, the management people that I've had the opportunity to get in front of that in itself is a win, right? But the number one thing Back in the day when I had my agent, she told me, she goes, we keep hearing the same thing. And I said, what is that? And she said, you're not a big enough name. And I said, well, pardon my French, how the fuck am I supposed to get bigger if they don't give me an opportunity? <laughs> Honestly. And I think it all comes down to that. There's no creativity. There is no wiggle room to allow people to grow or to discover somebody who could be really incredible at this role. Nobody wants to put their neck out anymore and take a chance. They want to go with what they think is a sure thing. Do you remember Carolina recently when they did the story of um, Griselda, the godmother, the cocaine godmother? Oh, La Madrina. And then they went with Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yes. I'm like, what in the actual yes. is this? Tanta actrices Latina que nosotros tenemos. Catherine Zeta-Jones, and it's not like there was a resemblance because I've seen pictures of Griselda Blanco. She don't look nothing like no damn Catherine Zeta-Jones, so mm -hmm. you can't even say, oh my God, they look just like them, but it happens. It happens all the time. You know, we get whitewashed and, you know, our roles get stolen. It's just, I would love to live to see the day where things change. I would love to see things change, but also I do want to make sure that people understand my, my, my opinion on this is not that it should just go to a... Latino actor. Okay. It should go to the person who's most qualified for the job. Okay. So here's my thing. How many people did they audition for this? 
how many of them were of Latino descent. Um, also, I feel like the acting world, there are so many young, talented, hungry, are. undiscovered people that could blow us away. And we're just not given the opportunity to see them because they haven't made a name for themselves, you know, just kind of going back to my own experience. And I think it's a real shame because we're going to get stuck in this cycle of seeing the same five names, the same five or six names, you know, and, and that's the thing where I feel like Hollywood is really failing us, but also we have to do the work. We need more screenwriters, more people who are out there in the industry. It's just, I think as a whole, we are really struggling when it comes to representation. We are. But another thing that I've always been very vocal about is supporting our shows and supporting our movies. When they give us a show, let's say HBO Latino, HBO Max, like mm -hmm. they had a show. It was called The Gordita Chronicles. Right? Yes. Eva, yes. It was so Eva cute. Longoria, I know. Eva Longoria and Zoe Zaldana, they put it together. It's already canceled. One season canceled. Like, I don't know that they said, oh, we're going in a different direction when it comes to children's programming. But why did our show only get one season? And I feel like this happens all the time. You Remember Beauty and the Baker with the Cubano from Miami? And, and yes. All of you our shows. You recommended that to me. I love that show. It's just so cute. But then it's like all of our shows, they take them away from us. Are we not doing enough to support, you know, to spread the word? And what can we do, you know, as a community to make sure, you know, our actors are being supported, our shows and our movies are being consumed. Is there, is there partial responsibility on us to uplift, support, and make sure our stuff stays on air? When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When something happens to your car, you might say... But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Some would call a thought leader. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. No unexplained theories, no mundane lessons, no using 20 words when two will do. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. I'm giving you straight talk, relatable stories, and life lessons through my own experiences and the lens of others. We're not just talking about why financial freedom is important. We're focusing on how you can achieve it too. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done from the streets to the suites. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Black Information Network and six-time Emmy-nominated news anchor Vanessa Tyler welcome you to Blackland. A podcast about the ground on which the black community stands right now. From stories about salvation. And loss. They did not love themselves enough to know their HIV status, to not pass it on to me. To dreams achieved. Or still yet unfulfilled. From people who have made it. We started a hospital-based violence intervention program called the IV Project, and it stands for Interrupting Violence in Youth and Young Adults. To those who have been left behind. But no one talks about the survivors of the gun violence, and the numbers rising because the gun violence has risen. Politically. Financially. Emotionally. Spiritually. This is where we are. This is Blackland. And one of the things that my father said to me before he passed away, it's like a, almost like a prophecy. He said that I would be helping men. Listen to Blackland on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, I think you bring up a really great point because, yeah, I didn't even know about Beauty and the Baker. But again, it goes, I'm sorry, I can't. I don't think that we should take the culpability. I think this goes back to Hollywood. They don't do enough press. Okay, so how much money is allotted to marketing Beauty and the Baker, which I had never heard about until you told me? And how much money is allotted to a show like, I don't know, I'm making this up, The Flash. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Or, you know, I'm saying like, if you, by comparison, if if you're on the same network, let's say. How much money are they devoting to market and and promote the shows that have the predominantly, you know, Latino cast? Or how much money are they allocating for shows like, and again, I'm making this up, but like The Big Bang Theory. Well, The Big Bang Theory, it's already a hit. Why would you give more money to that? Well, it's a hit. So they put more money into projects like that and less money into these new starter shows because they're like, okay, let's just see if it hits. And that's the reason why it's like a lot of these actors are facing like a no-win situation because you can only do grassroots campaigns for so long. And that's where I feel like I call bullshit on the industries because grassroots means Yes, it has a following and it's and it's got a buzz, but it also needs the money and the mind and the bandwidth of the company to back it up. And that's a fact. You know, we the people can only do so much, even though I feel like if we really band together, we can get some shit really far. Like I see some things and I like, let's say the older gentleman from Dominican Republic, you know, that had that fight in, in the bodega and he killed a guy and he was arrested. You know, like everybody, everybody banned, like we all oh, yeah. came, oh my God, this is, and yo, in a few days he was home. Yeah, he was on house arrest, but he was no longer being held in Rikers Island. Mm-hmm. It's like social media picked up the story. It went viral. Everybody was like, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. All of a sudden, the mayor of New York City is, is letting this man go home. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, is there something that we can do as a community mm-hmm. to be like, yo, this is what we need. This is what's wrong. 
Yes, there is. But then it, the problem comes all the way from Hollywood and you hit it right on the nose from not giving the roles to the right actors to not giving us the content we deserve to not putting us in these movies to canceling our shows. It's, it's a it's a bigger problem than us. But us speaking about it brings light and it brings attention to the problem. And I feel like that's important and very needed. Well, I, you know what? I think you're you're so right. But also, I think that we need to encourage more people to step into these roles. Um, so I feel like I have a story, right? And it's not even necessarily my story. It's my mom and dad's story. It's my grandparents' story. And I think that that is what led me to the life that I have today. And I've been talking to my friend who actually lives in Los Angeles. And I said to her, I said, you know, I don't even know where to get started. I said, I don't even know if I should waste my time and energy. She's like, stop it right there. She's like, you're already defeated. She said, you do have a story. She said, the problem is there isn't enough ownership of our own stories we don't have the studios to back us. All of the studios are owned or run by successful, older, white gentlemen. And in some cases, women, which I will say there are some women that are breaking the barrier, which I think is like a big, big start. You know, um, even just if you look back within the last 10 years or so, a woman has never been up for best director. So that's where I'm saying it's and, and I'm not coming down on older white men, what I'm saying is the power dynamic needs to shift. If we are going to tell our stories, we need to own the studios or the production companies, which is why Mm. people like Eva Longoria are so important because you've got somebody like her who's willing to put her name on some of these projects and is getting the funding to even start with some of these stories. So, you know, when I was talking to my friend, I said to her, I was like, you know, I really feel like there's something there and I feel like so many people could relate and this and that. And she said, you need to start from the very beginning. She's like, and how you get started is by owning it. That's your story, you know? So I think that if we encourage more people to become screenwriters or get into the director's chair or even into production or, you know, uh, all of those things factor in and our voices potentially could be heard within the next 20 years. But I mean, think about it, honey, it's 2022. And uh, Rita Moreno on that docufilm that she did, that is the reference that I was thinking of. She was Latina and they had her play a Native American. Oh, yeah. But they even put more makeup on her so that she could look in their vision of what they thought was a Native American. So like the whole system is flawed. We just have to take control. This is one person that I admire and I look up to so much. Tyler Perry. Yes. Carolina. The other day I was watching, I was watching BT with my mother-in-law and she watches these shows and I'm like, damn, this show is good. And she's like, oh, that's Tyler Perry. Oh, I was like, wow, this shit is good. She's like, oh, that's Tyler Perry too. But guess what that man did? You know, he just didn't stay an actor. He's a filmmaker. He built his own studios and he is building content for his people And we need a Latino version of Tyler Perry. That's what I feel like we need, man, because Hollywood is not messing with us. And if it's an older white guy, he's not going to see the importance and the necessity that we have for these shows. Well, now I don't want you to get mad at me, but there's also the argument about Ana de Armas. You know that she's playing Marilyn Monroe, right? Hmm. And have you heard about how people are upset about that? So, so now we go back. I mean, if we're going to be fair and if we're going to have a real robust discussion about this, you know, does it go back to the actor gets the role because the actor 
is the perfect person for the part. I think that there's just so much that we can discuss when it comes to this stuff. You know, I really do think that there are opportunities for us to discover that new talent, but, you know, many people could throw it back in our face and be like, well, look at her. She's playing Marilyn Monroe, who's a, you know, white woman, and they've allowed her to take on that role. So, you know, I think that there are just a lot of different viewpoints here that people can take on this. And I think this is just the beginning. We're not doing this all the time. Listen, Latinas are not taking white women roles all the time. So I'm going to I'm not even going to get too deep into that because that's not a problem, you know, that the white community has been plagued with. So it's like, yeah, Ana de Armas is going to do this role. Maybe she was. Maybe it was like 150 white actresses and she just ended up being the one that nailed it. So it, I feel like it's an you know, it's an instance. And how many Marilyn Monroe movies have y'all done yeah. anyway? I'm sorry. No no disrespect to her. Mm-hmm. You know, she was a beautiful icon, but I can't possibly see one more show, one more movie about this woman. I'm sorry. Well, I think the story of Fidel is just so important. It's so important to the Cuban people. And I know that there are people who have said no self-respecting Latino would ever take on that role. But I think that if you look at it from a broader perspective and know that this story does need to be told... Um, and I know that it's not necessarily his story. It's, as you mentioned, his daughter, and they're focusing on that. But I do think that it's important for us to know our history, to know what Very. we have, you know, overcome or what, what we hope to overcome, you know, I mean, and, and that's where I want to be very respectful of our, our Cuban listeners, because I just know that this is a topic that is just so sensitive. You know, I have friends who still have family in Cuba and they, and they say, They don't understand why people go and visit. You know, I mean, there are a lot of things that that are really just so touchy when you come to, you know, the situation in Cuba and telling Fidel's story and anything associated with it. So, you know, my hope is just that this right now, us talking about it brings it to the forefront. You know, maybe you're meeting with your girlfriends later and you're discussing things like this. Or, you know, maybe people are in a position where you you might be a producer right now or you might be somebody who's coming up in the industry. I mean, these are really, really big topics that we need to tackle if we want to see that representation in the future. Because look how long it's taken. We're talking Rita Moreno from back in the what? 50s, 60s? Seriously, from the 60s, let's say? And, and it's 2022. But can we shout her out, Carolina, that she's still working? Man, that woman is such an icon. I'm not even kidding you. And Adina Chispa, you know, like you look at her and you're like, wow, she is the light. I would have quit. Like at, after the whole, well, if you guys don't know the story of Rita Moreno, just watch it. But if I was her, I would have quit like around 40. You got to watch it. Oh my God. After everything that she went through. Yes. I, that's yes, what I'm zero. saying. She is stronger than anyone. Um, well, you know what? Send us your thoughts and let us know what you think about this. Look, we're always here to learn. That's what this podcast is about. We're not the judge and jury. You know, we have our own opinions. And as you've listened, honey and I, sometimes we agree. Sometimes we don't agree, but the most important part is that we're having the dialogue and that we have a space for it, which is why we love doing this podcast. Now I do want to step into the salon, honey, because we got a letter from Magda and it is so good. And I want to hear what your opinion is because I know you're a savage and I can't wait to hear it. Juicy? It is a juicy one. Well, you know what it is? It's a question. So uh, let me see. It's I got to pull it up because we got it in our DMs at L.I. Spanglish, by the way, if you guys ever want to DM us. So <laughs> Magda wrote us and she said, she said, hey, ladies, I love listening to your podcast. I can't wait every single Friday. It is the first thing that I listen to when I get into my car. Now, I do have a question for you and I want to see how you would deal with this situation. My boyfriend won't let me go through his phone. He has his own lock 
and he definitely doesn't let me see what it is. I suspect that he's doing something, but I don't have proof. Should I ask him to let me check it? Hmm. Have you guys ever encountered this situation? Carolina, does your husband let you check his phone? What about you, honey? Is Noonie okay with you picking mm. up his phone and looking at it? Or am I just being crazy? Okay, so, and then she goes on to say that she loves it. Okay, thank you, Magda. So, I always go to honey first because I love hearing her reaction to this stuff. So, Magda is suspicious. Her boyfriend won't let her go through his phone. What do you think? When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman, some would call a thought leader. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. No unexplained theories, no mundane lessons, no using 20 words when two will do. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. I'm giving you straight talk, relatable stories, and life lessons through my own experiences and the lens of others. We're not just talking about why financial freedom is important. We're focusing on how you can achieve it too. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. From the streets to the suites. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Information Network and six-time Emmy-nominated news anchor Vanessa Tyler welcome you to Blackland. A podcast about the ground on which the black community stands right now. From stories about salvation. And loss. They did not love themselves enough to know their HIV status, to not pass it on to me. To dreams achieved. Or still yet unfulfilled. From people who have made it. We started a hospital-based violence intervention program called the IV Project, and it stands for Interrupting Violence in Youth and Young Adults. To those who have been left behind. But no one talks about the survivors of the gun violence, and the number is rising because the gun violence has risen. Politically. Financially. Emotionally. Spiritually. This is where we are. This is Blackland. And one of the things that my father said to me before he passed away is like a, almost like a prophecy. He said that I would be helping men. Listen to Blackland on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is what I'm going to say to Marta, okay? Magda. Magda. Not Marta. Magda. 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 I'm over here. I'm like, I'm making her super extra. Uh I'm like, Marta, mira, mujer. Listen, just, just be ready mentally prepared to let the relationship go in case you find some real dog shit in your man's phone, like a whole nother relationship. Because Carolina, you can't just go through a phone, find all types of things, and then expect things to go back to normal. So first things first, be prepared to move on. If you find something that you didn't want to find And no, I do not go through my husband's phone and he doesn't go through my phone. I don't have a lock on my phone. If I'm sleeping and he wants to go through it, he could, but I don't do it. I allow him his privacy. Now, do you go through Mark's phone, Carolina? No, I don't, but I do have the code. I know the code. Um, He knows my code. If you wanted to, you could. Um, If I wanted to, I could, but I don't feel compelled to. And I'll tell you why. So... Um, I've told you guys that I've gone to couples therapy before and not for this reason. Um, when we had our son Asher, (laughs) I felt like there was just a lot was getting lost in communication. I felt like, you know, at the beginning of Asher being born, I had a lot on my plate. I was still working. I had a two year old and I had a newborn baby and I just felt like he wasn't really like coming through for me. Right. So I asked him to go to therapy with me because I said, you know, look, we're a family and we need to learn how to communicate through things like this. This is a hurdle. Um, and you know, it's not a dead end, but we got to work through this. And so in therapy, you know, I learned all about how, Everybody moves differently, right? So the things that are important to me are different than what's important to Mark. Now, that being said, we both don't have anything to hide. So privacy for us, as far as like our phones go, is a a non-factor, okay? So that's why I'm saying it's like, I don't go through his phone because I trust him. And I believe that that trust is imperative for a healthy relationship. So from the jump, Magda, I think a red flag is why do you want to go through your boyfriend's phone? Like, I feel like I don't get signals or questions as to why I would need to go through Mark's phone. Do you feel me? Like, do you, do you know where I'm going with this? I understand. But here's the thing, Carolina, Mark is probably not outside, outside the way these other dudes is outside. Okay. He probably not out on the gram. He's in the office. (laughs) That's where he is. You know, these guys are out here like, you know, it's like Instagram scrolling. Like you want to see like, let's say if somebody's active on Instagram, they have all the Instagram models. Mm. They have a whole bunch of homies that are like, yo, let's go to the strip club. Da 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 da. Like it's, it might be, it might be for Magda. It might be completely different. Like what the lifestyle her man is living. And that's probably why she wants, like my husband now is calm, but he was a dirty dog at one point, Carolina, and to the point that I would pull his phone bill. Shut up. He's over here talking about lies. I would pull his phone <laughs> bill with a highlighter. 
I would go through call by call. She's lying. She's lying. I love you, Noonie. I know. I don't believe her for one minute. I love you I know. too. She's lying. Angelito. I know. Como va a creer no. que you were never a dirty dog, my baby. He was a dirty dog. In his 20s, Carolina, <laughs> girl, I went through it. And I found a lot of different things on his phone. I was like, hold on. So can I defend myself a little bit? I, absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, please. Uh, let's let Noonie take over the mic now. Now, Noonie, we're talking about Magda has an issue. Her boyfriend won't let her go through his phone. And she's suspecting that he's doing something so like why do you think as a man as as a male that you know has a phone and you have your own business why do you think he's hesitant to even let her look at his phone he's not doing anything he's totally innocent he's really? he's not doing anything you see that's broken <laughs> that's broken really? he, right come, yeah, he comes with the broco one thing carolina though i feel like guys like to hide what they talk about with their homies that's number one right number number two it's like who they, they might be talking to people privately, like old friends on Facebook, like an ex-girlfriend that they still keep in contact with. But I feel like people deserve privacy. Just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean like everybody has to die. You can't like a picture of a big booty. You're still a man. So it's just like you're going to do it. I don't know. I, I feel like you should give a man privacy. But if you feel like you want to dig deep in his phone, then maybe you need to reevaluate the relationship. It, the trust is not there. Well, I, I was really just going to bring it back to communication. You know, I feel like if you go to your boyfriend and say, hey, I'm feeling a certain type of way about the way that you are so protective of your phone. Why are you like that? You You're know, so good. no, really, You're honestly, so I love it because because that in itself, girl, I'm like, give me that phone. <laughs> Unlock that shit now. I'm going through it. I'm going through your albums. I'm going through your deleted folders. If I'm feeling like I need to go through your phone you. it is a full-blown investigation carolina ain't no talking just unlock the phone give it to me before i take it to a store and get it jailbroken uh, honey said she pulled out the phone logs and was highlighting you know what that's where i feel like that in itself is and and noonie i hear you <laughs> laughing and you know she did it we were in our 20s carolina it, that's 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 my defense yeah. i was young i was young i was stupid you know young guys do stupid things right we don't we don't mature so much later on in life so you're 40 yeah, around 40. But Nooney, you owned it, though. I have no choice. But Nooney, you I owned it, it. And I think that I that's it. <laughs> and I, I can admit it. But I'll tell Magda this. It did lead to breakups because we would break up sometimes for six months. Then we'd revisit the relationship. But it led to hurt. It led to disappointment. It led to breakage in the relationship. And it led to mm. having to rebuild it again if we were to get back together. So if she's ready for that, go for it. If you're not ready to get your heart broken, stay the fuck out that man's phone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would say, I think there's a lot of inner dialogue happening here because, you know, that's what we do. We run with a thought and then it's like, you're thinking about it all day and you're talking about it with your girlfriends. And, you know, the mm -hmm. one thing that I'll ask you to do is maybe give your boyfriend the benefit of the doubt. I know I'm terrible. I always go against you, honey. But <laughs> what I would like to say is just more, I should hope not is what you should be thinking. You know, instead of thinking he's talking to big booty hoes or whatever. Why did I have to say big booty hoes, though? People with... Girl, yeah, the big booty hoes. Be trying to steal your man. You better... What is that? Is that the hoochie mama? Why did, why did Luke just come to me? I don't know why. But anyway, no, if he's like talking to these big booty models on Instagram or whoever, an ex-girlfriend, you know, maybe in the back of your mind, you should say to yourself, like, I should hope not. 
and give yourself that credit that he really does love you. Or maybe you need to examine past relationships as to why you feel like you need to go through your man's phone. But I think it all comes down to having the conversation and keeping it all the way real and seeing his reaction when you do that, because that is coming from a spot of vulnerability. You're basically putting yourself out there and saying, Hey, I'm insecure in this relationship and I need you to help me feel secure. And I don't necessarily need to go through your phone, but why are you so protective of it? Like, why won't you ever let me look at it and then see where the conversation takes you? That's just what I would do. I don't know. Girl, listen, do you have to purge your phone before he goes through it? Because I always feel like people are, everybody's always doing something they're not supposed to be doing. So it's like, do you still keep in contact with people? Do you still reply to flirty DMs? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's doing something at all times. I'm not talking about like full-blown cheating and relationships, but maybe that's the same thing he's doing. and He just doesn't want to hurt you. Or, you know, maybe his friends send him all types of crazy pictures and he doesn't want you to see right. all the crazy guy chat. Maybe it's not that deep. Maybe Or maybe as a man, he just feels like, this is my phone. It's locked. I don't want you going through it. I'm not doing anything wrong and I'm not going to let you do it. So have the conversation, you know, he might tell you, yo, there's nothing in that phone. Check it right now. And maybe that'll help you get through this. Yeah. We hope that we helped you in some way or even helped spark the conversation. So keep us informed and let us know. I'm going to check on Noonie later because I feel like honey is going to like throw her shoe at him in a bit. But, um, you know, you can always uh, send us DMs at L.I. Spanglish. Girl, I don't already kick him You out. know, I love my Noonie. He's so cute. So send us your topics or your yeah, dilemmas. He's, <laughs> he's a pain in my ass for many, many years. I love how he listens in. He's like one of our biggest fans. I love that he listens to the podcast all the time. Girl, he knows the episodes before they even air. Okay? I love him so and much. And he listens to every episode. And Carolina, what if I told you he does our intro? Oh, he is amazing. He knows everything. So I'm team Noonie, even though I love you. And then he mind. says, so any kind of Wednesday. I'm like, please don't do that. I can see him doing like, it. Like, please just shut up. Don't well, guys, we're going to be back next Friday. So Thank you. Thank you for joining us. And if you want to continue the conversation, definitely DM me. I'm at the real Carolina. Magda, hit me on the gram. I am Honey German. I want to know how this drama unfolds. I hope your heart don't get broke. I know. Me too. And definitely check us out next Friday. Subscribe and like us. Give us those five stars. And hopefully we will hear from you guys soon. Take care, guys. Give me your phone. Life in Spanglish is a production of Life in Spanglish Productions in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. And we are so excited to have you hear the latest season of our nostalgia-themed podcast, How Did We Get Weird? Not only do you get to know me and my brother, you get to know the stories that made us the absolutely rad people we are today. Like you, Jonah, who's a music person and also a mental health counselor. And you, Vanessa, who is an actress, comedian, and I think you even wrote a children's book. Wow. I sure did. Check out our episodes where we've welcomed hilarious guests like our friend Andy Samberg. That's it. That's really it. And Queen Casey Wilson. I really went cart before the horse. I said, I think I have an opportunity to interview Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) As a high school student. Plus legendary sisters Amber Ruffin and Lacey Lamar. You would pull the bag out and then we would eat eat all the leftover leftover chocolate chips, which was a lot. Then you'd roll the barrel up up the hill and then one of us would get inside the barrel and they'd push you down. And we've also had an amazing guest like Mike the Miz, Jason Isbell, Carrie Brownstein and Corinne Tucker of Slater Kinney, and many more. And you do not want to miss out on our funny segments like Change.Dork. <laughs> Change.Dork. And congratulations, you played yourself. Congratulations, you played yourself. Listen to our podcast, How Did We Get Weird, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Shannon Doherty, host of the new podcast, Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty. So in this podcast, I'm going to be talking about marriage, divorce, my family, my career. I'm also going to be talking a lot about cancer, the ups and the downs, everything that I've learned from it. It's going to be a wild ride. So listen to Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 